The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Align and awaken with Mother Earth Rising podcast. Let's rise and heal together with me, Pippa, your Mother Earth healer. Hey guys, welcome back. This episode that I have for you today is going to be one of my favorites. Gary is on the show with us today and we have connected through an amazing person who not only do I want to interview myself, but she has put me in touch with this amazing man and I can't wait to chat to him today. His story is going to blow your mind. So welcome to the the show, Gary. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. So the floor is yours. You tell the listeners about your amazing transformation and what you've been through in your life up to now. Absolutely. Well, in a nutshell, to begin with, um, I was not feeling well, and uh, I had taken some tests at my doctor's office, and I walked in to receive his, uh, you know, his prognosis, and he looked at me and said, I have to tell you that you could die at any minute. And I completely stopped. <laughs> Everything in the world stopped at that moment. And I looked at him in disbelief because I'd never heard such a statement, and I said, What? And he goes, you could die at any minute. And then I asked him how. And of course, he explained that I had a, um, I had cancer. I had kidney cancer, but I had a deadly tumor that had gone up the renal vein towards my heart. And he said the tumor was the problem. Whether it was cancerous or not was irrelevant. He said, um, I, you know, you are in a very grave condition. I said, well, what can we do? And then he said to me, well, that's the bad news. And that's when I knew um, my, I went into a world that was no longer uh, the world that we live in. I was in a surreal reality in that moment. And in those, it must have just taken a couple of minutes for him to explain this. I had totally flipped. My whole world had gone upside down and he you know, made it very clear that uh, my condition is grave. Anything that they try to do for me will probably kill me. He said that your best thing you can do right now is get your affairs in order immediately, contact your loved ones, uh, and you better move quick. He said, because I've got to be honest, I don't believe you'll be alive six hours from now. That's how bad this is. Wow. So... I, in shock, um, stupidly kind of (laughs) asked for all my test results, which I don't know why I did that still to this day, but I did. And he gave them to me. And, um, you know, he told me how sorry he truly was, but he felt it was better to be forthcoming and not to uh, try to sugarcoat anything. And finally, I got out of the office and it was one of the most beautiful days in late August. And it was like I could breathe all of a sudden, like, I mean, really breathe. I felt like I was breathing through my whole body, like air was coming in through my head and my feet and my 
my torso, I was not just breathing regular. I was like being breathed through my being. And I just started to walk and my mind got so clear, so empty. And I walked to this gorgeous little park that was really not even a block away from his office. And um, in this beautiful day, there were all these, you know, mothers and nannies and little children playing and old people sitting and, you know, an old two old men playing chess. And I was looking at them and all of a sudden it hit me. Oh my God, anyone can die at any minute. Now, it seems like a fairly relatively easy statement for any of us to make because we know that, yeah, that, that's possible. But at that moment, it hit me in such a profound way because as I looked at all these beautiful people, I thought any of us in this park might not be alive for dinner tonight. And yet I am someone who has information in my hand that's telling me it's going to be me. And I have to tell you, that was so profound at that moment that I literally sat down on a park bench in this beautiful day, just listening to these children and feeling the breeze coming through the trees. And I went into a state of pure, unadulterated bliss is the best way I can really describe it. I was blissed out. I did not have a care in, a wor in the world. I did not feel bad. I did not feel anything but just pure, unadulterated bliss. And I don't really even know to this day how long I sat there. Uh, but I do know that I was awoken by the name of Anita Morjani. And Anita, for those of you that don't know, is a woman I had um, known about for several years. She had written a book called Dying to Be Me. And she was a woman who was on her deathbed from end-stage cancer in uh, uh, years, years previous, years previous. Um, and I had read that book. I had become familiar with her through Wayne Dyer, who is the man who had actually produced her book. Uh, he's the one that told uh, Hay House that they had to publish her book. And... I remembered in it that Anita, on her journey, on her deathbed, she was at end-stage cancer. There was no hope. Um, I think she had something like 45 minutes left to live. Her family was at her bedside. They were told she's not going to make it within the, she'll be dead within the hour. And this woman, after 30 hours in a coma, came out of that coma and said she was going to be fine. And in her story, she had a near-death experience in which she realized that she could heal her cancer, which is exactly what she did in a major cancer hospital in Hong Kong. And she did it rather quickly. Her tumors began disappearing almost immediately. And that story had inspired me unbelievably. I had, I had read it when it first came out in 2012. And... All of a sudden on that park bench, here I am facing a similar situation, although I wasn't on my deathbed, but I was supposed to die any second. And I thought, oh my God, if that can happen to a woman, you know, uh, who's on her deathbed, 
maybe something will happen for me. And then this, this blissful feeling became, uh, came almost back to this reality. It felt like I was walking around with bliss now in my life. And then I immediately thought, wow, uh, I wonder what I should do. Because <laughs> I've never been put in such a circumstance. And I thought, oh, the doctor said I should call somebody. I should call someone. So I called my sister who uh, knew you know, that I was going to the doctor. And I even thought to myself, oh my God, she's going to think the worst. And then I, I started laughing because I thought, well, this is the worst. So I thought, oh my God. And um, then as I started to unfold this to her and other people, the reality of it started hitting everyone and me, but I never felt fearful. And it was a message that Anita had written about in her book that she realized fear was the illusion. And I realized that if I'm going to die. I am not going to die afraid. I am not going to die in a state of fear. I am going to be as fearless as I possibly can throughout this entire journey. And as I was walking home, I thought, you know, this could happen now. I I could drop dead right now. The doctor said it would be very quick. He said it would happen uh, within seven to 10 minutes. I would be out of breath and then I would just go out. So as I was walking home, I, um, a thought came to me, which was actually now Farrah Fawcett, which was another odd thought because uh, all of a sudden I remembered that Farrah had been flown to Germany just before her death. And at the time I had asked a friend why they flew such a sick woman to Germany. And they said, oh, Germany has some of the top cancer treatments in the world. And all of a sudden, it just came to me, why don't I look on the computer on, for Germany and see if there's anything out there that maybe could help me with this problem? And so I flew up on the computer, and wouldn't you know, as I'm researching Germany, I found this unbelievable clinic in Mexico, of all places. And as I'm reading it, they specialize in uh, difficult cancers, or at least it was deemed as difficult cancers, or people who have been uh, diagnosed with difficult circumstances. So I thought, oh my God, I, I can't even believe this. I've got to call them up. So I call them up and I go, uh, you know, uh, they have a representative here in the States and I call her, her name is Micah. And I said, you know, I've gotten this diagnosis. I'm supposed to die at any minute, da, 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 da. I'm explaining my whole situation. I'm explaining this tumor. And she goes, oh, yes, we're very familiar with these tumors. And I could have fallen off my chair. And I said, but they're telling me they're rare and that they're not really dealt with very well here in the, in the States. And she said, that's true. They are rare. They're not dealt very well in the States. But we have a method out here that's very different. We look at them from a different perspective. And I am telling you, a feather could have knocked me off my chair because I thought, oh my God, a different perspective. That's all this is really about, a different perspective. And 
I even felt in that moment, wow, I feel really very good. I didn't feel like I was dying. And I thought, wow, this is so fascinating. So she said, of course, we have to check out your particular tumor. We have to look at your situation. She said, and we do accept patients on an individual basis. So if we don't feel we can help you, we we won't accept you. But if we do, we will. She said, uh, do you happen to have your uh, medical records with you? It would really speed things up. <laughs> and I went, yes, I actually have them in my hand. And she was like, oh my God, that was so wise of you to take them. And so uh, we're on the phone and then she says to me, by the way, how long ago is your, your, your diagnosis? She said, you're in a really good mood. And I said, my diagnosis was a little over two hours ago. And she said, oh my God, I, I can't believe how well you're actually functioning. And I said, uh, well, I said, I, you know, uh, uh, we better move as quickly as possible because I could go at any minute. So let's, you know, let's get this done. And that is really when I realized this journey was more than me uh, with can uh, cancer, a deadly cancer. I knew at that moment, this is one of the most surreal things I've ever been through. These are some of the most amazing circumstances I've ever been witness to with, with my own life or anyone else's life, for that matter, who I've known. And I thought, there is something going on here that goes beyond uh, uh, me, and it goes beyond what is happening to me. And I really was correct about that. I went on one of the most amazing journeys of my life, and it was nothing but filled with a sense of bliss, with a sense of peace, and I constantly looked toward every event with a fearless attitude. And even when fear would creep in and things would get very bad, which they did many times on the journey, I really hung on to that initial day and the message uh, Anita had, the, the, the things that I received. And I just knew that in the end, whether I lived or died, everything was going to be absolutely perfect. Everything was going to be the, as it should be. And I survived it. And that really, in a nutshell, is kind of the, the bulk of the story. Of course, there were many, many things. There were many challenges that came up. Even leaving the country when you're ill is uh, a bit of a challenge. Um, my uh, tumor uh, being as fragile as it was, traveling was very dangerous. Um, they were able, though, to stabilize me by um, telling me how to eat and how to uh, work my diet until I got there. Um, and it was just a series of things. A challenge would arise. I would walk through it fearlessly with bliss, and then it would just fall away. And then another challenge would rise. I, I kind of felt like one of those, you know, superheroes where you just kind of <laughs> keep going and you just keep, you know, overcoming all the evil or the obstacles or all the fear. And I realized that that's the key. That is really the key to uh, everything that assails us in this world is maintaining a sense of fearlessness and knowing deep, deep within us that all is well, 
that we are divine. We have been put on this planet to experience the bliss of this. And it is only our own misperceptions and misconceptions that actually lead us to a life that's not blissful and peaceful. Wow. Well, two things. Anita's Anita's story was so moving for Chris and I, my partner, Mm. because we were just moved by actually how she went to that realm of unconditional love. And I agree with you where you say everything is perfectly in order if we only just let go and just let it be you know that's I think we're the only obstacles we put in our way and the other thing is that that blissful feeling that you had sat on that bench imagine if you had that all day every day imagine that being a state of being that we can connect to whenever we want and that is what I aim for every day is that some days we're human and we're supposed to have this human experience and we are supposed to feel anger and sadness and we all know what fear feels like. Sure. But again, imagine if you could just connect to that bliss whenever you wanted. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have really, that journey really taught me how to really do that. I now see all problems, all um, what we see as obstacles or diseases or disease, Um that they are really false in their appearance, just as my diagnosis. Even though I was told that the diagnosis I received here in the States was absolutely correct for the United States, but it wasn't absolutely correct for every medical person around the world. And that's when I realized so many times we get seduced almost uh, almost by the, the, the devil himself, if you want to put it in those <laughs> symbolic terms, to believe that there's no way out, there's no exit, there's, there's no way out of this. And I've now come to realize that that's false. And that's why fear, it really is false evidence appearing real. That's why I love that acronym, because you, there will always be another choice. There will always be another answer there will always be another option. But if we are in fear, we will be paralyzed and we will sit in the false reality that we are accepting. And that was one of the biggest lessons. And so now when things happen to me, and, and, and I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of adverse uh, uh, people who were adverse to my decision to leave the country. I mean, extremely. Uh, I have many people that were dear, close friends who have never spoken to me. And this happened five years ago. Um, so I came up against a tremendous amount of, uh, uh, you know, uh, pe- people who were really, really challenging me in severe ways. And, um, you know, I was threatened. Uh, I was threatened in relationships. Um, everything was really on the line. My, 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 my living, my, my uh, employment, uh, everything. Everything was literally on the line. And I took the gamble. I followed my bliss. I followed my heart. And Joe Campbell has that famous phrase, which always stuck with me as well, follow your bliss, which is why I called my my book uh, that I wrote, Bliss, 
one hero's journey because we are all a hero on a journey and I'm just one of the heroes on their journey toward bliss. And Joseph Campbell uh, was also someone who really talks that when you follow your bliss, no matter what goes on on that journey, you will come back victorious. You will be the, uh, the hero of your journey. And that's really what I live by now. And my whole life has completely transformed. So pre-cancer and pre this transformation, what did your life look like? You know, what were you doing? What was a normal life for Gary before that happened? Well, I got to tell you, my life was really great. Um, what my life was, though, is like a lot of people, I was caught up into a very hectic, extremely stressful uh, schedule. I was uh, burning the candle at both ends. I was trying to do everything for everyone at all times. And of course, as most of those people, I was not taking good care of myself. I was a teacher. I teach a um, voice and Alexander technique. I was working at a school. I'm also an opera singer. I had sung all through, you know, uh, here in America and abroad in Europe. I was having a really, really great life. Very creative, very expressive. Um, and I enjoyed it immensely. But unfortunately, balancing all of those lives and then uh, my private uh, practice of clients as well, trying to juggle all that is really what uh, brought this cancer up for me. And I realized that in a sense, I was uh, creating a very weakened, fearful state in myself because I was afraid that I wasn't going, I was going to disappoint people, frankly. I mean, that's really what it was about. And uh, that is when I went on my cancer journey and realized how I was deluding myself into believing that I was doing something great when in fact I was just spreading myself so thin and making my life a, a very tense, fearful, and hectic one. Oh, well, how the universe works is perfect because I'm going through something which you've just mentioned about burning the candle at both ends, being everything for everyone, because in my my business world, I'm a healer and I want to help heal everybody. And that is not possible. So no, exactly. you saying that today is my, my reminder that I can't be everything for everyone. I can just be myself, shine my light. And again, it's just, it, it is about balance as well. And I think that's what like Anita said, she was so fearful of getting yes. cancer from watching her friend have it. And then again, like for me, I've made some very, you know, I've made some health choices recently. You know, I've been having a great time with my, you know, American boyfriend who likes desserts because he's from America and he's been here with me in the UK and, you know, I've put weight on and, and that is kind of like a normal human process. But at the same time, you know, my health started to, to not deteriorate dramatically, but just little niggles here and there, you know, my body telling me, 
Yeah. yeah, like I was having heart palpitations, my hips were really tight, my eczema flared up, my knees were stiff. And because I was carrying the extra weight, I decided to go, no, you know, I, my image and, and who I who I am is a, an embodiment of Mother Earth and I can't neglect myself anymore. So I made some really positive choices last week. And again, you just saying those things really just was a confirmation from the universe to, again, you know, treat my body better, reduce the sugar. Wayne talks about that a lot. Yes, and I, I miss yeah. I miss him I miss him so much, but he's he's around. I can feel him every day. And, you know, it, it makes me laugh every day. And I feel like, you know, cutting down the sugar, it was the big one for me. And I've done so well because I've lost four pounds in my first week, which is amazing. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. So, yes. so after this occasion, Gary, so this was 2015, did you say? That is correct. What has your life been like now with your journey, helping others, your your work? What are you up to now? Absolutely spectacular. I have been on such a blessed journey. Um, I met uh, Anita uh, about, ooh, it was, uh, it was within uh, a six-month period from when I returned. And it really, it was a fluke. She happened to do a workshop. Um, in a near uh, upstate New York, not far from where I live. I'm in Jersey City, New Jersey. And I just went up there and I just wanted to meet her in person because of what she had done, you know, th- her inspiration and really how that was so dominant in my, my journey. And um, while I was there, I met somebody who I hadn't known for years. I hadn't been in touch with them for years. And they, uh, we had talked about my story. She wanted to know. And then that got around to other people who told Anita. So uh, that's how Anita and I met. And actually she was asking, um, uh, she had heard about my story, but didn't really know me. And she asked a question. And actually the question she asked, I don't even know if she remembers this, but uh, she said to the group, she said, uh, we were somehow it came up about terrible diagnosis, uh, people who've received terrible diagnosis and how a doctor, he or she can never really tell you how things are going to go. And she said that would be like somebody at a doctor's office saying, well, you're just going to die at any minute. She said, I mean, has anybody ever received a diagnosis like that? <laughs> and I raised my hand and she goes, what? And I said, me, I said, I received a diagnosis like that. And she said, you what? And I told her my story ex- exactly as I told you on this show. And um, she gave me the mic. She, she, she like gave me the room. Her husband came over, gave me the mic and um, we hit it off immediately. And uh, right after that, uh, her team came up and they said, Nita wants to speak to you. And we went and we met and, and she said, I need you on my show. I need you on my uh, podcast. She was doing a podcast at that time on Hay House Radio. And that's how our relationship began. Um, so even that was another fluke. And even Anita said, oh my God, I never do these small little, uh, it was the first time she did a small, it was about maybe a hundred people in Rhinebeck, New York. And she had never done one, never. Usually she would do the big crowds like Wayne, you know, she would do thousands of people. and. Uh, Lo and behold, she did this first intimate one, and that's how we met. So right away, I was getting signals that my life had really changed. I mean, I knew things were going in a direction. 
because of her and her team. That is why I wrote the book. Um, my pod, the podcast that I had done with Anita had become very, very popular. So uh, we had gotten a lot of hits. I was getting a tremendous amount of people contacting me, wanting to know more about my story. And that's really why I wrote the book. I, I personally never wanted to write a book in my life, but <laughs> I ended up doing it um, with their support. And um, that's really been my journey then. I've been helping people, spreading her story and helping people with my story and telling people that no one, no one in this world knows how anything is ever going to turn out, ever, ever, ever. And yet we have experts in all these people in authority and people who think they know something, driving us with fear and telling us that they know from their calculations, even like this whole thing with climate change, no one knows anything but experts like the ones that told me my diagnosis, they like you to believe that they have investigated something so deeply that they know they can predict the future. And that is false. That is wrong. I have seen it now overturned hundreds of times on my journey. I have now, I am in contact with people who I have inspired who were supposed to die long ago and haven't died. Uh, so that is the message I want to give to people. You, I don't care who, I don't care what, I don't care where. No one can ever tell you anything about anything. And all they can do is try to convince you and put you into fear and make you believe it. And then you are going to be the victim of that belief. That will be true, but no one can do that unless you allow them. No one. I know. And I think as well as humanity, we put our trust in our doctors. We put our trust yep. in our surgeons. And again, we need to trust ourselves because our body yes. gives us signs for everything. Like I listen to my body all the time. And exactly. if you meditate daily, if you channel daily, if you journal daily, if you get out in nature daily, nature, which is definitely another episode that I could talk about for days which is like why I'm a mother earth healer nature yep. has healing powers and Chris is my partner he's he's a scientist so we call him the spiritual scientist because he you know scientists need evidence they research exactly. they need evidence for everything yes. and he's letting go of a lot of that because you know he's in more animal science so He's become the spiritual scientist, which is amazing because he's been reading up on trees and how they can affect us. And yes. again, like every single episode that I do on this podcast, I have to say to people, you know, nature has so many answers, has so many medicines, has so many things that can help heal us. And yes. again, it's like, I don't, I didn't want to bring this up, but I think I'm going to is the same. It's the same concept with COVID right now. We're putting our faith and trust into the government, into our leaders, yes. because they're the ones who have all the information. The same reason, Gary, that you put your trust in this doctor who was actually wrong. So exactly. I think exactly. I, I, I do think as humanity, we have the choice to believe what we want to believe. And there is no right or wrong in any of us. What you believe, what I believe is completely different to what anyone else believes. And that is the free will of choice. Because again, look at, look at the wars, look at the 
look at everything that's going on in the world because people want others to think like me and believe what I believe. And it's all about the ego and ego is another episode we could talk about, but it's the same concept as you, isn't it? Is like having that, you trusted that doctor, but then you thought, nope. And you, that bliss came to you straight away. That is exactly, exactly correct. And that is one of the things that people just, they, 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 we get programmed into believing that someone out there has the answer for us. And that is absolutely false. That's 100% false. But what I always tell people and what I've never give people advice, I never give them advice medically. What I tell people though, is if you are not 100% behind what you are doing, I don't care what it is. I don't care what the therapy is. If you are not 100% behind it, I would strongly suggest rethinking about doing it. If you are not 100% behind what your doctor is telling you, then I would strongly suggest looking for another doctor. I would, I never, I I have told many people when they say, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm like, then don't do it. Don't do it. You have other options. There are thousands of options. And so do not do what you do not feel right about. Because the one thing I can say after uh, doing this is that people who don't follow their own internal messaging or intuition and inspiration, those are the ones that get into the biggest trouble. Those are the ones. And the same with COVID. If you feel that wearing a mask is going to make you better and it's going to keep you safe, then you do that. And if you feel that making wearing a mask is making you sick and it's making you worse, then don't do that. In other words, it's not about because you can find proof one way or the other about all of these things. You can find thousands of people that say one thing and thousands of people that say the other. But it's about the individual. And that's what people are not honoring. And of course, right now, there's a global push to get us all to conform uh, really to the ways of China. And the ways of China are not that fabulous. So it's... Um, it's really people have to rethink these things and they have to start standing up for themselves, for their own spirit and for their own soul. And that's really uh, my mission. That's what I do with people all the time. Amen to that, Gary. And I've, as Thank I've said, you. amen, we've just reached 33, 33 on the clock. So I was like, <laughs> the universe working again. There so, you go. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we finish? Because I know we could talk for hours and I can't wait to just get to know you more and keep in touch with you. And yeah, it'd just be amazing because I just love listening Absolutely. to people's journeys. I would love it as well. And all I can say is just on your journey, no matter what you are facing, always look to become the hero and never, never uh, allow yourself to become the victim ever. You are never the victim. You are divine hero. You are a divine hero. You are. All right? Everybody listening to this, you're all divine beings. You come from a divine source and you're all just wonderful. So thank you so much, Gary. Just before we finish, can you let the listeners know where they can find you or message you or email you? Absolutely. So my book is on Amazon. I I, I did a self-publishing, uh, so you can get it on Amazon. And then uh, I'm on Facebook, Gary Ramsey, uh, author or Gary Ramsey. And as I am on Instagram, uh, and uh, uh, you can also find me all over. I've got 
clips on YouTube. If you just put in Gary Ramsey cancer, I come up all over the place. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Gary. I've just loved talking to you. I love talking to you. This was really a delight. Well, I hope you enjoyed it, guys. This has been a really special episode. Um, wherever you are in the world, just know you're not alone. And just reach out to any of us and we'll always be there to help you. And remember, you are a divine hero. Thanks, guys. Bye. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.